0: All right, good morning. I heard three people. Um, Today the youth are going to be helping me bring the message. Joy will be talking about gifts. Owen will be talking about gratitude. I'll be talking about giving. Before we get into any of that, I need a couple of the youth to come up and help me do a quick drama for you guys. And you wouldn't know it, so I have to tell you, but this is a throwback drama. To many, many years ago, my dad asked me to come up with a skit for a Sunday service. And Liz and I, Elizabeth, who was just playing guitar, actually performed this skit when I was in high school at one of my dad's messages. So let's get in our positions. Oh, the mic is right there. Noah right here? All right. Everybody ready? Ready. Good move. Checkmate. No, I lost. <sighs> no, 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 I think, I think he just had a heart attack. Oh my goodness, Noah, can I use your brand new thousand dollar jacket to, to put under his head? No, I don't want to get his hair on my new brand new jacket. Oh my goodness, okay. Um, uh, Martha, Martha, can we use your brand new Mercedes-Benz to drive him to the hospital?
1: I don't want my car to smell, no.
0: Oh, my goodness. What? No? Okay. Um, Ethan, can we use your brand-new iPhone 25 to call the hospital for an ambulance?
1: No. I don't want to use all my data on it, and I'm posting.
0: Uh, well, now he's dead. All right. Let's try again. Good move. Checkmate. No! I lost... Guys, I think he's having a heart attack. I think, I think he had a heart attack. Quick, uh, Noah, can I use your jacket to put under his yes, head? Yes, of course. Martha, quick, can we use your Mercedes to drive him to the hospital? Sure, I'll go get it. Okay, Ethan, can you use your iPhone 25 to call ahead to the hospital sure. and tell him we're coming? Okay, thank you. Good job, guys. <laughs> I'll take that. <clears throat> All right. Let's welcome Joy up here as she brings the first part to us about gifts.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Joy and this is my first time speaking in front of a large group of people. So if you notice I mess up a few times or say I'm a lot, that's why. Um, I'm so happy that Christmas is only a few days away because it's one of my favorite holidays. I love Christmas because it's a time of fellowship we can have with family and friends. But I think that we can all agree that Christmas is so popular and loved because of the presents we get on this holiday. I think it's just as important to receive gifts as to give them. This is especially important in our relationship with God. The Lord gives gifts specifically designed for each of us. Some of us are given a gift for leadership, while others are not given this gift. But I think that's the best part. God gave us gifts that fit our interests, personalities, and experiences. I know God hasn't given me a gift for leadership, and I'm not just saying that because I get lost all the time. But I know he has given me other gifts, like a gift of compassion, which will be especially important as I study social work. Austin also given me a gift for running, which we'll need as I join the cross-country team um, at the college I plan on attending. Other than the specific gifts God has designed for each of us, I believe he has offered us gifts that can be opened by anyone willing to receive them. He has given all of us life. Every breath is a gift from God. Even the relationships we have with people and our ability to love others comes from God. He gave us a world to live with land, water, and sunshine, although the sunshine may be hard to find in Beijing. Yet the most precious gift ever given to mankind was the birth of Jesus. It is this gift that compelled the wise men to follow a star, to present gold, frankincense, and myrrh to a child. It is this gift that allows us to freely come before the Lord and have a relationship with him. Rather than the presents, fellowship, or delicious food, it is the birth of the Savior that we celebrate this Christmas season and all throughout the year. So as we enjoy the holidays, let us remember the precious gifts God has given to us individually and as a family of God. Let us celebrate the birth of Jesus and the salvation he offers to each lost soul.
0: Thank you, Joy.
2: Let's welcome Owen. Hello. So I'm talking about gratitude and thanks. So I'm gonna start off with the story. So this is this past summer in 2018, even though 2019 is coming up soon. Um, and every summer, me and my siblings go to this camp in Maine and it's a lot of fun. We go. Tubing, whitewater rafting, and but each year we go grow closer to Christ, and this camp invites kids from harsh backgrounds and tough families. Um, many of these kids aren't Christians, so they could, you know, learn about God and Jesus. So the week goes by, and then on Thursday night there's this event called the campfire, and it's not like the fun campfire that you might experience, but it's where The event is each camper will get a slip of paper, and he'll write down something that he wants to give up to God, or something that he wants to just get out of his life, or something he's thankful for, and he just wants to thank God for it, but usually there were bad habits that you wanted to take from your life, and just put in God's hands, so you wrote that down, then everyone went to the campfire, and then each cabin would be called up. And you could tell you could tell the camp what you had written. You didn't have to. Um, but for those that did, some of those kids that were from those harsh families told what they had written. And a lot of what they had said were just really terrible things. Uh, many had been abused and just wanted the hardship out of their life. Many were just mistreated. Um, and when hearing that, I realized how bad they had it and how good that and how blessed I was to have a life that didn't have any of that in my life. And so when going to bed later that night, I was thinking of how thankful and grateful I am for all that has happened to me, even though usually I take it for granted and I just kind of push it off, but then that night I thought like, wow, look what God has done for me and what he what he's given me and how good my life really is and that's what i thought thanks and gratitude really were is that we're able to live our lives in better ways than others in a bigger small way we're all able to come here to ccc to worship and there's others who can't Uh, we may have access to clean water when others don't and there's just things that we have that others may not and That's how I think we can show God's love is by giving thanks to others. And even if things may not be going the way that they should, if things are tough, then others can still see that we're grateful for what we have and grateful for what God's done for us. And then during high school small group on Thursday, we were talking about the message that Joy, Cam, and I were going to do. And Cam reminded me about Colossians 3.17, which says, And whenever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that verse also made me think of the verse and the song that says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, which is from 1 Thessalonians 4.4. 4. And in both of those verses, there's that common idea and theme that shot out to me. God is calling us to rejoice and give thanks to him no matter what at all times in the good and the bad. So you could, your home could be destroyed in a fire or you get in a car accident and you paralyze for the rest of your life But and things just aren't going well and then you notice that many, and then I notice that many times we'll go to God in prayer um, when those bad things do occur and we tend to forget to praise him and thank him for what he has done at all times because we're worried about what is happening in the present moment and so and I thought a good example of this great relating with Christmas and all that uh, I chose Mary when in her magnificent uh, as an example uh, in Luke one forty six to 49 she says or it says Uh, And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And that wasn't the whole thing, but I thought it gave a pretty good idea of how grateful she is to God. And I was thinking of what Mr. Lang was talking about last Sunday, um, because here's Mary, this young girl who's at least 3 months pregnant already and she when she comes back uh from Elizabeth um to back to her home you can imagine what they're thinking um what because there she is pregnant and who knows no one knows what happened um and she knew it was going to be hard but she still gave thanks to God w- with that hard time um and praised him through all of it and so to conclude with all the bad things that might be happening in our lives. I think just the Thanksgiving is, we need to remember to still praise and give thanks to God no matter what, because by doing that, we can show others God's love and impact others with his love. So to finish, I'll just say it again, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say rejoice.
0: One more time, thank you, Joy and Owen. You guys did awesome. Good job. Um, I feel like Owen covered all my stuff for the rest of the time. We'll just sit in silence and think about what he talked about. I'm just kidding. Merry Christmas, anybody? Um, I have a Christmas joke for you guys that you may not get. And if you do get it, it may hurt a little bit on the inside. But we're going to try it anyways. There was a Viking man who had been at sea for so long, he knew whenever it was going to rain. His name was Dolph the Red. But when he got old, he became rude and angry, and he would sit in the town square and yell at people when it was going to rain. I know the rain. I know the rain. But he was always right. Whenever he'd yell at people, it would rain every single time. One time, this little girl was walking along with her mother, and she heard him from a distance yelling at people. She said, Mom. What is that rude man saying that he knows? The mother looked at her daughter, and said, Well, rude Dolph the Red knows rain, dear. <laughs> it hurt a little bit, right? <laughs> Joy spoke about gifts. Owen spoke about gratitude. I'm gonna speak about giving. And we're gonna talk about how do we give? What do we give and why do we give? And in the middle of December, uh, Christmas shopping, I hope that you can use what we're talking about just as a gauge to see if your focus and your heart are where they should be. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for everybody here. We thank you for this month and what it signifies. And I pray that we would have time to remember what you've done for us, the gift you've given us. I pray that we would show you gratitude. I pray that you would show us ways we can give back. Quiet our hearts and our thoughts for just a moment this morning as we listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So how do we give? I have three ways. Obviously, there's way more than three, but we're going to just look at three so that we can all get home in time for Christmas. To start off with, we're gonna look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. Remember this: whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, and not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So Paul very clearly here says, if you can't give cheerfully, then don't. Because you guys, pride or even something as simple as selfishness, can seriously impact your ability to give in a very negative way. So make sure you examine your heart when you're giving. Make sure you give cheerfully. I think I have a picture of my son here. It's a shameless excuse just to show my beautiful son, but this is Cassius. And our house that we're living in, the backyard, is uh, we share it with a kindergarten. Last year, when he turned two, we asked him if he wanted to have all his friends from the kindergarten come over for his birthday. And he said yes. He wanted to share his cake with them. At the time, we thought it was a really good idea. When it got actually down to his birthday, we realized he wasn't ready for it. He's opened all his presents. He's sitting in a side chair. He's really happy. We sang happy birthday. We cut the cake. And we say, all right, we're going to go get your friends now, and they're going to come have some cake with you. And his smile drops. He says, no. They're like, uh-oh. So Caitlin's holding him, and 20 kindergartners are coming in single file into his room. And we realize Cassius had only ever gone and played with them out in the playground in their area. They'd never been into his area. So as they're all coming in, tears are welling up in his eyes. The cheerfulness is leaving. He's starting to cry, no, they're touching my toys. No, they're in my room. No, no, not my cake. And he starts crying, and Caitlin and I very quickly start regretting having them over. You know, he survived. She held him. While I got them the cake, and they ate it. He's three now. This year, we learned our lesson. We didn't make the same mistake. And he's okay. <laughs> but sometimes you might be giving in a situation where you're not being completely honest with yourself about the attitude of your heart. And that's dangerous, and it's important to be honest with yourself about the attitude of your heart. Because even if you're an adult or if you're a high schooler, you might be throwing a temper tantrum like a two-year-old li- later on if you're not honest with yourself. So give cheerfully. The second way we can give we find in Matthew. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1-4, through four, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Give in secret. What this means is any time this month that you give a gift to somebody else, you need to be wearing a mask, a fake mustache or a beard, a cloak, face paint, right? Because if they figure out who you are according to this, you don't get gifts till next Christmas. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Actually, this has less to do with what your clothes look like while you're giving and more to do with what your heart looks like while you're giving. Because giving in secret means making sure that you're giving so God can see, not giving so that man can see. And the advice Jesus is giving here is to keep the temptation away from just doing it for the recognition. And this was relatable to them, and I think it's even more relatable today, because people will do anything for fame, for recognition, for people to notice them. People will give away thousands, hundreds of dollars to a homeless person or a delivery person just to get on the news, just to be in a viral video, just to gain more subscribers or more followers. People will give away expensive electronics or expensive cars just for recognition, just for fame. So that's why giving in secret means make sure you give for God to see, not for man to see. And the third way that we can give is also in Matthew, but a couple chapters later on, chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out the demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So here Jesus is talking about the gifts he's freely given to the disciples, and he's telling them, now go and freely bless people with the use of those gifts. Because as he gave, so we should give. And that's difficult, and it's difficult for two reasons, you guys. One, it's difficult because we're not being told here, when when it's told to give freely, we're not being told... Give of yourself to everyone around you until there's nothing left. And what I mean by that, I don't know if any of you have read the story, The Giving Tree. It's a, for anybody who doesn't know it, it's a beautiful story, but a very tragic story, I think, of this tree that's in love with this boy. And as the boy grows up and gets older over the years, as his interests change, the tree continues to give and give more of itself until there's nothing left. It starts with the apples then it gives its leaves, then its branches, then its bigger limbs, then all the wood until all that's left is a tree stump. And it's very sad. And that's not what we're being called to do. I want to make that clear. You and I are finite beings. You can only give so much of yourself to another person until you are empty, you are drained. But Christ's love is unending. And if we are filled with him and filled with the Holy Spirit, we can pour out his love and his kindness unendingly to those around you, if you allow yourself to be continually filled up with Christ. So that's the first way that it's difficult. The second way that it's difficult to give freely is because it means there's no expectations. There's no control. There's no price when you're giving. And that's hard. And it also reminds me of a, another passage in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 15, and the picture of an open hand. I'm going to read the passage to you guys. Uh, verses 7 through 11. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land of the Lord your God, uh, that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. <clears throat> And then continuing on in verse 10, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. See, I have this picture of an open hand and a tight fist. And when you live life holding on to everything you think is important as tightly as you can. Trying to hold on to what you think you need or what you think you want, you lose it. And when you look, it's going to be gone. It slipped through your fingers. One, because you can't hold on to it, and two, because you don't control it. But what happens when you open your hand and you give what you have to God and you let go and you trust him, what happens is actually word for word, Jim Elliott's quote, he is no fool who gives that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. So let's remember to give cheerfully, secretly, and freely. So, that's how we give. Now what do we give? Well, there's a lot of answers to that one. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 21, Jesus tells the rich man, if you want to be perfect, sell all your possessions, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, then come and follow me. So that works. You can do that. give everything. Now maybe you're not in the exact same situation as the rich man. That's okay. What about spiritual gifts? You have that. Give those. Gratitude. Owen just talked about that. Give your gratitude. Uh, your actions, your time, your energy, your words. Christ's love thro- oh, sorry. <laughs> Christ's love flowing through you. All of those things can be given. But I want to remind you guys of two things, one that you can give to others and one that you can give to God. The first thing that you can give to other people is really simple, and I think it's so powerful, and we forget about it. And it's what this month is about. It's about the good news. We have the good news. We have the knowledge of the Savior, of the Creator in our hearts, in our minds, and all we have to do to tell somebody else about it is open our mouths. And guys, it's actually good news. And I want you to think about that. Let's just imagine for a second that you just stayed, all, stayed up all night cramming for an exam or a test, okay? You didn't get any sleep. Now you just took the test, and you're super stressed out, and you're waiting to get your results. You don't know if you've passed. You're waiting for somebody to come and tell you. You're waiting to hear that good news. Imagine you're in a delivery room. You're waiting to hear that your child was born healthy and safe and alive. You're waiting for someone to come and tell you. You're waiting for that good news. Imagine you're far away from home in a battlefield. You're a soldier, you miss your family, you're in a war, and you're waiting for someone to come and tell you that that war is over and that you can go home, that the killing can stop. You're waiting for the good news. Imagine that you're lost. Um, You feel alone. You feel like you don't really know what life means anymore. You feel like maybe there's something more, but you're waiting for somebody to come and tell you what it is. You're waiting to hear the good news. Now stop imagining. Come back to reality. You guys have that good news. You have it right now and it's not just good news it's the best news it's the greatest news there ever was and it's a gift that's been given to each of you and it cannot be kept a secret you have to share it with other people so give the good news to those around you the second gift is for God and only you can give it and I was reminded of it on Friday night with Liam because I wrestled for the first time in years Liam is living in the States right now, and he came and visited. I hadn't seen him for months. What does he say to me when I see him on Friday night? He says, Cam, do you want to wrestle me? And so you know, naturally, as, as you do when one man is challenged by another man, <laughs> you accept the challenge. We put aside all the Christmas activities for the evening. All the youth gathered around with bated breath on the edge of their seats, biting their fingernails trying to figure out who would win this battle of giants. So Liam and I are going to wrestle for you guys this morning. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you guys who won, for Liam's sake, not for mine. I'm, I'm not keeping track. I think he beat me once, rematch. We're going to have a rematch. But it reminded me, when I was preparing for this message, it reminded me of when Jacob was wrestling the Lord in Genesis 32. And Jacob wrestles all night into the morning. The angel of the Lord dislocates his hip. He continues wrestling. He forces this angel to give him what he thinks he needs. He says, I need you to give me your blessing. Give me it. And Jacob doesn't realize the whole time all the Lord wants is for Jacob to submit. To just give in, and give up to the Lord, and give himself to God. And guys, that's the one gift that only you have and only you can give. And that's the one gift that God desires so deeply from you. Giving yourself to him. So, give the good news to those around you. Give yourself to God. And finally, why do we give? We just read in Matthew, because we received... So we freely give. God gave to us. We have to follow his example. We just talked about having the good news. We hold the knowledge of the creator in our heads. We hold the name of our maker on our lips. That can't stay a secret. The scripture says if we don't speak about it, the rocks are going to cry out. You have to share it. And finally, why do we share the good news? Why do we give? Because it's an active gift that's been given to us. It's not passive. It requires use for you to accept it. If it's sitting under the tree and it's collecting dust, then you haven't even received it yet. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift of life, the gift of a relationship with Jesus Christ is active. It is not passive. And it requires action and some of that action is giving. Even if you don't ever see results or impact in your lifetime from that giving. Even if you do see results, and those results are the opposite of what you wanted, you're still called to give. In college, my best friend and I would shop at this place called Bilo. It's like Walmart, but a little bit smaller, a little bit shadier. <laughs> and. Um, Oftentimes when we'd go there, people would come up to us and ask for money or ask for food. One time my friend was feeling really, really generous, and this woman asked him for some food. She said she was hungry. He went in. He spent $50, bought all these groceries, brought them out to her, and he was really happy, as you are when you give. He and I went and finished our shopping. A little while later, we come out to the car. We're loading our stuff up. We see her uh, still in the parking lot, The groceries are nowhere to be seen, and she's asking other people for food and for money. And my friend, so he got so angry. I I feel tricked. i wasted that money. He was really upset. And I understood why he was frustrated. I understood. But I wish I had have asked him this question. I wish I had asked him, why did you give her the food? Did you give her the food for you? Did you give it for her? Did you give it for God? I think if my friend had been giving for God, and if he'd been giving freely, he wouldn't have cared so much about his ability or lack of ability to control the outcome. So we give, you guys, because we freely received, because we have the good news, because if it's, a, it, it's an active gift that we've received. So in summary, this month, let's see if we can remember to cheerfully give, secretly give, and freely give. And the gifts that you can give, what can you give? Give the good news to those around you. Give yourself to God. Why? Because you've received freely. Because you have the good news. Because it's an active gift. But one of the biggest reasons of all is because God first gave us the greatest gift of all, his son, Jesus Christ. And that's what we're celebrating this month. The birth of Christ. I think there's a picture for that. Yeah. And I want to close with something special, you guys. Somebody must have shared my sympathies or my my feelings about the giving tree and thought that it was too sad because they wrote a happier ending. And I want to read that to you guys. And I think it's a really cool illustration. They didn't mean it this way, but I mean it this way. Of how when we give to others, it plants the seeds of Christ's love in those around us. So, refresher, if you don't know how the story ended, the boy who the tree loved grows up into an old man. He loses a lot of stuff, and he's kind of angry, and he comes back at the end of the book, and he sits down on the stump, and he's not a very happy man, but he's there with the tree, and the tree's happy that he's with him. So that's where the story picks up. You can see him sitting there. It says, and the tree was happy. I think that's the last line of the actual book. So this is how they carry it on. The boy who was an old man said, oh, I almost forgot, I brought you something. Really, what is it, said the tree, both surprised and excited. The man reached into the pocket of his tweed jacket, his hand trembling with age, and he brought out something small and wonderful. Seeds, he said. Seeds from your first apple you gave me so long ago. I've always wondered where my apples went, said the tree like a proud father. I'm sorry I've forgotten them, but you haven't, have you? There's something else, said the old man. What could it possibly be, wondered the tree. Next, next slide. Look, he's coming now. A boy flush in the cheek skipped down the garden path. This is my grandson, said the old man. He's one of the reasons I've been away so long. Who are you talking to, Grandpa, asked the boy. A friend, a very dear old friend. Would you do me a favor, but only if you like surprises? Oh yes, please, the boy clapped his hands with excitement. I love surprises. Take this, the man placed one apple seed in the boy's hand and plant it for us. The boy dug a small hole, buried the seed, watered the earth, and surrounded the seed with stones to protect it from hapless feet. Every day for weeks, the old man and his grandson returned to the tree until one day a green shoot broke through the earth and a tender leaf reached for the sun. The boy was happy to meet his new friend, the apple sapling. The old tree was very happy. And even the old man was happy. Once there was a boy and he loved a little tree, the beginning. Let's close in prayer as the worship team comes back up. Dear Heavenly Father, once again we're just overwhelmed with all that you have given to us. Um, And it's our honor and our privilege that we have anything that we can give back. I pray you'd help us to remember that. And not just remember that to put but to examine our hearts and our attitudes as we give. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.